Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Famina Book Podcast. I'm your host, Tav. And let me just start this out by apologizing just all around. I realize that it's Thursday and I realize that I didn't post on Monday or Tuesday and I didn't post saying that I'm going to post on Thursday. It's just been a week, you know, like just you have those weeks where everything hits and it just doesn't work out how you want it to. And that's what this week was. So we had Valentine's Day. And then the husband is out in Missouri. He is filming his movie that he wrote and is pro- kind of producing and acting in just this whole big like film production. So I've had to help him with that. And then the dogs... Uh, they are click clacking. They might bark. So sorry if you hear any of that. Uh, and I, <laughs> I've just been tired. I've been exhausted. Um, I'm burnt out at work. I just, it's just not been the best week. So I apologize that the episode is a little bit later, but I am excited about this book. I read it uh, about a month ago and I wrote my notes while I was reading it because I knew that I eventually wanted to do an episode on it. So I'm excited that it is finally here and we are finally talking about it. So uh, yeah, let's just get into what it's about. So this is called Go Fake Yourself by L. Maxwell. And I should have looked, um, but I'm pretty sure I've read a book by her before. Um, I really did enjoy this book a lot. Um, I would say it's about a two out of five spice. It doesn't really like it doesn't really have description of the toast scenes, but, you know, it happens and it's kind of like it has a little bit of spicy parts. Um, It was just very, very well written. I really liked it Um, and it was so cute and had little funny parts and very, very relatable with the characters. I really did like the characters. They were likable. And you rooted for both of them. Um, This is a dual point of view. And um, the male character has a little bit of a personality. Like he is kind of um, silly. Like um, he doesn't. I, I don't know how to put it. Like in the books that have like dual point of view, I feel like the male's perspective is always so sexual, which I kind of talked about it last week's episode it's usually so sexual and it's kind of serious and really broody but with this guy he like had a great sense of humor he was silly he was very personable like you just really liked him and um the male and and the female character you really liked her she was very shy and timid but once like she kind of found out really who she was like she was bold and she was great and yeah just both characters I loved a lot and I would love to see another book about them or like in that same realm not really realm but same like world um whether it has to do with either like his sibling or like just any of their friends or family anything like that I just I want to know more about it so as for the mother sister standard yes I would like it if both of them read it I think my sister would read it 
I don't know if my mom would ever pick it up, but I think if I really was like, you have to read this, she would definitely read it. I think they both would really like it. So take that as you want. Um, Our main male character and female character is Walker, which is weird (laughs) because my dog's name is Walker. And so as I read this, I was like, oh, this is kind of strange. So uh, we have Walker and Audrey. And uh, it starts out with Audrey and her friend Jamie is assuring her that she is going to get placed with this firm. So basically, um, her friend works at this firm that places people in jobs uh, with like high with like high status clients. So like you have to go through like all these interviews And if they find that you're like a good person, then you have an interview with this client that they have that is very like a a very important person. Basically, she has to show up to the interview, which is an equivalent of like a blind date, like knowing literally absolutely nothing about like the identity of the prospective employer or the job that she's interviewing for. Like she really doesn't know anything about it she is graduated from college she graduated in communications and marketing but she hasn't been able to find a job in the industry uh, for a while so she was like an executive assistant to an attorney I believe and she walked out on that because he was just a really just bad person so she has been finding little odds and end jobs and her friend finally was like hey uh, let me help you so she goes in And she uh, made it through the different interviews. um, And now this is with like the actual client. And she immediately knows this lady. It's her favorite author, like her favorite romance author. And I was trying to think like, okay, how would I react if I walked into an interview and it was my favorite author? She was talking about this project with me. Like, I don't know if I would be able to speak, honestly. I feel like my mind would be blank and I would just be talking gibberish. That's basically how I was thinking. So she goes in, she talks to this lady, her name's Victoria, and Victoria just jumps right in. She's like, okay, let's talk about relationships. Let's talk about like your dating history. Let's talk about your former partners. Let's talk about casual sex encounters. Like, let's just talk about it all. Of course, Audrey is like, um what (laughs) like the queen of spice like that's what they call victoria but like her fans call her that she wants to know all about audrey's romantic resume basically so she like kind of like timidly tells her like everything that she's done and like uh, basically yeah everything her background and Victoria is asking Audrey all these questions and and saying like do you know how difficult it is to basically devise a truly like fresh fake relationship scenario she's like it's basically impossible like the trope is so popular it's like everything has basically been done and she's like a lot of the time like they're all overdone and then she goes through like the different tropes um she's like you know we have the hired escort or the faux wedding date. There's like the coaching slash makeover scenario, like the popular boy raising a girl's social profile for the benefit of another whom she desires, like all these different tropes. And she's having a hard time coming up with the next idea for her next release, like of books. 
And so she's like, you know what? What if I create my own fake relationship scenario and then gain inspiration from real life as I watch it play out? So she's like, okay, I'm going to pay you $20,000 to be in a fake relationship for the next two months, and then I'm going to write a book about it. (laughs) Okay, uh, sign me up. I mean, not really because I'm married, but like if I was single, absolutely, absolutely. This author wants to pay Audrey and Walker, which we'll talk about Walker in a minute, She wants to pay each of them $20,000 to they're going to stay in a condo that she provides. And I'm going to talk about all the details of the whole scenario in just a minute. Um, But, yes, she wants to pay him $20,000 for two months. Yes. Sign me up. That sounds great. Uh, So then it does go to Walker. And with Walker's point of view, he had a friend named Craig um, that worked at this firm. And so his friend Craig hooked him up with this, basically, gig. Um, Craig said, you know, it's going to be weird. Like, it's an opportunity for fast cash. Like, just show up at this place. This is what you need to do. So he gets in. He's very kind of, he's, like, silly, kind of teases Victoria a little bit. Um, and she tells him, like, for the duration of 60 days – Um, You'll need to convince the rest of the world, including your family and closest friends, that you are in a genuine, committed relationship. And over the two months, she's going to give them, like, different tasks and challenges for them to complete while playing that role, while she observes and gathers, like, their impressions on the experience. Uh, They have to wear this, like, bracelet, um, during most of the day, like on their dates, I want to say. I don't know if they, I can't remember if they have to wear it while they're in the house. Uh, I, I think they do, um, but it's basically going to record audio. And they have to sign this really big contract and NDA and everything like that. Um, and she tells him, like, and then I fictionalize it. And hopefully this whole thing turns into the next sensational bestseller. And a little bit more about Walker. He uh, works at his dad's auto body shop, and he's not happy with it. He wants to go into art. He actually wants to open his own, like, T-shirt shop or, like, printing shop to be able to sell his art. But his dad, like, doesn't believe in his dream and just thinks that he's going to fail. But that's what he wants to do. So he's like, I'm going to use that $20,000 to be able to basically live my dream. And so then she goes on to tell him, like, yes, you'll need to move into the condo that I arranged for you to. Hopefully this forced proximity brings things to a head more quickly and creates tension that the readers find, like, particularly enticing. And she wants to find, and I don't, I can't remember if she's, like, telling him this or if she's kind of just, like, I'm pretty sure she's talking to her assistant afterwards that she wants this book to be inspired and informed by, like, real life and see how it differs from, like, the fixed expectations that we have that are based on fiction. And she tells him, like, okay, you're only required to pretend while in public. No intimacy is required of you, short of, like, some casual affection while you're in public playing the role of a couple in love. And we go back to Audrey, and she's really, like, contemplating this opportunity. She really doesn't know 
if she wants to go through with it, but she she's like, you know what? It's either this job, like moving in the condo or maxing out another credit card to fly to Florida to be with her mom. If her mom had anything to say about it, she would still like there'd be no return flight. Her mom smothers her and is so controlling of her. And she's 23, like her, like Audrey is 23 and her mom just continues to treat her like a trapped teenager. And so she's like, you know what? I think this is probably the best opportunity for me. So she goes and moves into the condo and Walker is there and Victoria is talking to them. She's like, you know what? Today, your only task is to relax, get to know each other, use the set of icebreaker questions I sent you. Uh, and tomorrow will be your first team building outing. And she also required them to make these journal entries every day. And I really liked the journal entries. It, they were very raw. And it just kind of really goes deeper into what these characters are thinking. And in Walker's, he's like, on the first impression, I got that Audrey is an uptight sheltered little princess and then it goes back to Audrey's point of view and she's like you know what Walker's communication style is pretty forthright and and very colorful he's a bit of a jokester which might take some time to get used to but we made it through quite a few icebreaker questions today and it was a pretty efficient way to get to know each other and and yeah just looking forward to it and then it goes to like the next day and they're both like oh my gosh today's been so awkward we're basically tiptoeing around each other like total strangers. Audrey's acting really nervous around him. He's like, I don't know how to be smooth and like a charming guy. Um, they have to share a bed. So she created like this pillow wall between them and she couldn't sleep at all. So she has been sleeping on the couch. And uh, later that day, they get an email uh, from Victoria saying like, hey, it's a beautiful day to go kayaking. Like I've called ahead and reserved you a tandem kayak they go on this kayak and they have a good time they are teasing each other getting to know each other more the next day walker has to go into work he tells them about like this new job he doesn't tell them like what he's doing he's kind of making it up on what he's doing um, and he wanted to slip it in like, oh, yeah, like if it works out because uh, my girl lives in Boston and he was being really strategic because there's uh, his friend that works there. His name's Tommy. And he's like, you know, I wanted to make sure that he was the only one to know and have this conversation about because by the end of the day, every guy in the garage is going to know that he has a girlfriend. So basically, Tommy talks a lot. And it kind of talks more about his relationship with his dad and about how Walker gave up like a partial scholarship and his chance to attend art school because the shop was in trouble and his family needed him. Um, but he's saying like it doesn't matter because his dad had one perfect son in Luke, uh, which Luke was the high school football star headed to like a decorated army career with the West Point. Problem is Luke isn't even that Luke anymore. Uh, we find out a little bit more about what happened with Luke in a bit. Um, so when he gets home, they have an assignment from Victoria and she's like, let's start out small. Like, your first assignment is to hold hands for half an hour. So they do. It's awkward, but they hold hands. Um, they start to feel comfortable around each other. It, it feels natural. 
um, and he talks more about his dream, like his business, and um, and Audrey gets really excited because she graduated from like communications and business and so she gives them all these really ideas and she gets really excited like we can do this campaign we can do this this and this like we can see if my friend Callie like she's a web designer fit her into her schedule like all these ideas really excited and he's like whoa 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 hold up like I didn't agree to any of this it's my business like I make the decisions like he gets kind of like stern with her and she is immediately like okay, okay, you know, I was just trying to help, like, and so it gets awkward, and she starts to avoid him, because he wasn't super nice about it, and she only had good intentions, and so she just basically avoids him. She starts to, she's just really, with the awkwardness, she becomes almost like a robot, because she doesn't know how to act around him, and he's like, you know what, robo Audrey is worse than shy Audrey, like, this is not okay, um behind the scenes though victoria is talking to her assistant about the situations that she's seen and heard on these different cams and she tells her assistant like what we really need are some scenes where they meet with their friends and family and so she makes them go to this counselor for couples and the counselor agreed to lend her expertise basically to the social experiment um, as research but she does not know that the relationship is fake so they have to go to this counseling but also pretend that they're together and so it's kind of funny but also like just interesting like the whole dynamic and how they talk to each other but also try and convince this counselor that they're together um, just is entertaining uh, so then they have another assignment the next day that they have to cuddle for 30 minutes uh, to build on basically their physical comfort with each other. So they do that. They cuddle. And then the next time that they have an assignment is kissing. And she's like, you know what? You got to practice. Practice makes perfect. And I'm not going to give you like a specific duration of the assignment. Um, but of course, there's not like a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to keep practicing. Um, at that point, uh, it had been two weeks. Like, they had all these different assignments, um, just getting to know each other, working, living their life. And they had the kissing assignment. And during the past two weeks, we learned, like, the attraction has really grown between them. So they started talking about this kiss and how they should do it, how, like, just what they were feeling. And... <laughs> they were kind of getting irritated with each other and then of course like she and of course Audrey doesn't realize this but she's like you know what then show me how to do it then and it's just so cute uh because I mean he shows her how to kiss and it's just ugh, I love it of course it's set up like that but I just I just really loved it and at this point they've kind of integrated into each other's lives it's been two weeks um and the days keep going by uh they go out with his friends uh and he kind of like leaves her there with his friends and he goes to like the bar with another friend like up to the bar like within this establishment and just yeah she so she's trying to like have these conversations with her friends and it's going okay uh, one of his friends is really flirting with her, like heavy flirting. 
Um, and of course, like when Walker finally does come back, this friend is like showing her how to play pool and like really flirting. And so he gets kind of angry about that and really jealous. And so he like kisses her in front of them and just acts like all macho. They go to meet his family the next day and she's super nervous lots of anxiety um and at this point he hadn't told her that he had a brother and so when she walks into the house that uh, his parents house she sees his brother and they're twins uh so he has a twin brother and he his brother is in a wheelchair and walker is very protective about him and also, like, his dad was just being a jerk to Walker again at, at dinner. And Audrey has his back. And she's like, you know, it was about his business. And she's like, I'm confident, like, he'll have enough business soon to move forward with this as his full time. Like, and his dad is just super rude. And so Walker's like, you know what? We're leaving. And so she has to, like, follow him. And so Audrey's asking him more about his brother and about different things. And he gets kind of mad. He's like, can you just drop it? Like, I know you tend to forget that we're on mic, and I just don't want every detail of my life, especially my brother's life, to be fair game to some romance novel. So he's very, very protective. And he finally tells her about really what happens, that Luke did everything right his whole life. He worked his butt off to get into West Point. He dedicated himself to serving the country. And then he got hit, uh, got put in an accident um, by a kid that was texting at the wheel. And that's how he became paralyzed. And so they share more stories with each other and just really connect. And his dad tells him all the time, like, you know what? I know what you're made of. Like, you're worth half of your brother even now. He's just so me. Like, he, his father basically said, like, it should have been you. Like, in the accident, it should have been you. And so Audrey kind of works him through, like, discussing how he's feeling. And they just become closer and closer. That at one point, it's been it's been over a month, I think. It's, it's pretty close to when everything is wrapping up. That he really has to think, like, like what do I want to do? And, like, over the past month, Luke and Walker and Audrey have hung out quite a bit and Luke and Audrey get along really well and so that's when Walker starts to think like over the past two years like I have always just wanted to see Luke happy and he hasn't been happy until Audrey has been here like maybe it's time where I give up what makes me happy to make him happy basically and he's like I've lived almost 25 years without touching Audrey I can survive two more weeks if it means happiness for my brother so basically he's saying like, I'm going to give Audrey up to Luke so that Luke has a chance with her because they get along so well and he sees that. So he's trying to convince himself that he's not in the game anymore and that once everything is up, like, she'll just start this relationship with Luke. And so he completely, like, shuts down. Like, he starts to act very nonchalant towards her. He starts to just not treat her like they're in a relationship anymore. And so it literally was overnight. And so Victoria and her sister are like, what happened? Like, why is he treating her like this? Like, s did something happen? Um, so they're trying to figure out, like, how did Walker change? Like, he put up the pillow wall again. And at this point, they had, 
made toast too and audrey is very confused uh and they tell both of them that they are going to be visiting audrey's mom the next day in florida and so she is mentally preparing herself her mom is just very overbearing very like condescending very aggressive and so she's trying to tell walker this and he share he tells her like you know i'm i'm putting the brakes on us like i i think this is going too fast like i don't want someone to get hurt but he sees how her mom is treating her and so before they leave he basically gives her mom a piece of his mind and says you know what audrey loves you and what you're doing is hurting her like this is not okay and as these two months are wrapping up it's basically the last time that they are meeting with victoria to get the whole like final interview i guess you could say and she gives both of them these two options she says as per the original terms of your employment contract like you are due this final payment of ten thousand dollars for the conclusion of our project However, I'm prepared to give you 15000 if you immediately cease all romantic relations with Audrey. And he's like, okay, what's my other option? And she's like, you choose Audrey. Like, you still get your final payment of the $10,000 as originally promised, um, but you, you choose Audrey. And Audrey is going to be presented with the same terms. And if you opt for the money, ask your driver to bring you to my house. But if you choose Audrey, go to the condo. And he, of course, that's a hard decision, but not really. Like, if he really liked her, like, he would go. And he's like, you know what? Audrey is a girl who deserves a happily ever after, like, the endings of Victoria's books. And I'm not that guy. Like, Luke is the one who can who can do this. And Audrey is going through the same dilemma not really the same but she's like if he chooses me and I choose money I'll regret it forever even like the faint possibility like it's enough to have me tapping on this glass and having her drive to the condo and that's the thing that's what happens is that she goes to the condo to meet with Walker and he goes to Victoria's house for the money and of course that's devastating to Audrey And Walker hangs out with his brother afterwards and tells him everything. And his brother is like, are you dumb? Like, you said she deserves someone like me. Did you break up with her because you think she should be with me? What the heck is wrong with you? And so he talks some sense into him. And Walker goes to find her and he's like, I'm pretty sure I'm in love with you. And I probably should have started with that. But Audrey doesn't want anything to do with him. She's like, nope, you chose the money over me. I don't care anymore. And so as the last final like ditch effort, Walker gets in contact with Victoria and was like, hey, I need help to find like a big move to win her back. Like, I need your help. And she's like, oh, I thought you'd never ask. Because it kind of backfired on Victoria. She wanted him to choose Audrey of course and she wanted Audrey to choose him and so she was kind of frantic um so she's really glad that he reached out so that she could have this wrapped up experiment so she pulls Audrey in and she says as a final point of research I want you to consider everything you've learned in that time and film a short video in which you'll give advice to Audrey's next boyfriend she tells that to Audrey I talked to Walker this is what I said to him 
he's going to make this video. I want you to do the same. But in reality, it's just him confessing like all his like love and thoughts and feelings. And it's just super cute. And of course, she's like, okay. And they love each other. And it's so cute. And then it's like the epilogue that she actually moves in with Walker and Luke in their house. And they're reading like um, Victoria's book when it all came out. So it ends very good. And just the overall like storyline I thought was very original. And I like how it plays on the different tropes and kind of makes fun of them. And it's kind of like um, meta. Is that the right term? Or like breaking the fourth wall? Like basically saying like the readers as an calling out like romance authors I don't know does that make sense like it's just uh, like a story within a story but I really really liked that book and I recommend it to anyone that wants like a really cute story Um, the characters were great it just was really great it had all the tropes it just it was great and I loved it and it wrapped itself up it didn't have a cliffhanger and I just you know loved it so anyways that is go fake yourself and I want to say that I just found it on like Kindle Unlimited um I don't think anyone recommended it to me I don't think it was on my TikTok either uh that's where I've been getting a lot of my books is TikTok so anyways grateful for you guys sorry this episode is later in the week um You know, it's just life, but I'm grateful and I will talk to you later.